Today's episode of Offside Hockey Talk is proudly sponsored by our gold medal winning podcast friends down in the States, Titled Town Takes. Looking for some of the hottest takes no in demand? Looking for championship coverage across the board? Tune in to the guys at Triple T. Join Ian, Connor, and Cam as they bring you the latest in all things college and Boston sports, including those Bruins we all love so much. You can find the crew on Twitter at Titletown Takes, as well as on YouTube with video content, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and much more. Get the boys a follow before they make their guest appearance here on Offside Hockey Talk. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're back to grace you with our presence yet again. It's myself, Kyle Outridge, and Jamie Anstey sitting down around the table talking about all the things going on in Leafland and around the NHL. And one thing that's happening around the NHL right now is two camps with some COVID issues with the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Dallas Stars. Now, we all know this was going to happen. Um, I've been on record saying that I think it's going to happen more in the States than it will in Canada. A little bit of a scare out of Vancouver yesterday, but everything seems to be copacetic now. Um, you know, I spoke to Terry Koshan on Friday, boys, about the runway on the other side of this thing. How much runway do we have? And, you know, will they extend the season? Will they do different things to fit all the games in? And Terry doesn't seem to think so. They don't want to go much further than mid-July. But uh, I'll ask you, Mr. Outridge, what do you think? You know, these COVID things will pop up. It's inevitable. Obviously, you see players sit out. But when it gets up to like 15 players like Columbus had because of the contract tracing and, and then you have Dallas with six, wondering where you go yourself. Do you, do you foresee the season being extended to get everything in or is it uh, say la vie, mes amis, play with what you have and here's your rain dates. If you can't make it, you forfeit. No, I think that's, I think that's exactly it. Uh, I mean, you're not gonna, there's not enough time in the schedule to start rescheduling or pushing things or adding things. Um, I think it's, uh, you know, if you have the minimum roster, you play. I mean, these teams are going to be shorthanded. There's going to be a bunch of reasons why, you know, guys are going to have injuries. There's going to be, that's why you have a taxi squad. Um, I mean, we've seen it in Vancouver as well. They shut down all their facilities and their, their practices and practices and stuff due to uh, potential contact with, with COVID-19. So it's going to happen. I mean, it's happened in every league that's, that's, that's got to operate during these times. Um, I think it's going to be... You know, it's going to be on the teams to stay healthy, to, to follow the rules, and do what you got to do. Uh, listen, we're 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 in unprecedented times here, so I mean, you're going to have to buckle down. It's not going to be the same. You're not going to be visiting restaurants. You're not going to be able to do all the things you want to do when you're on the road or whatever you're doing. But this is the game you play. This is what you get paid to do. So you got to do what you got to do to to make sure you're healthy. So I, I don't think the league's going to extend extend anything for any with each any team. I mean. Now, if it hits a, if it hits hard and hits a, a majority of teams, maybe you have to reschedule or rethink some things. But I mean, if it's just a few players on each team, or you know, so so many players on each team, I, I think they keep rolling. And uh, yeah, you get your rain dates. I mean, you make it up if you can, and uh, go from there. But uh, I, I don't think there's enough time in the schedule to really extend it. So uh, I think it's on, it's on the clubs. What do you think, there, uh, Mr. Anesty? Uh, as far as the extension. Uh, as far as the extension, Kyle hit the nail on the head. Uh, the World Juniors, they had some issues. Uh, we're sitting in basketball. They canceled the Miami-Boston game, or postponed it, sorry. So, yeah, it's going to happen. Um, and the teams have till the end of today 
put guys on waivers. Tomorrow, rosters are finalized, and those taxi squads will be made up. So, hey, we're gonna, we've seen it in MLB. We've seen it in, we're seeing it in NBA. We've seen it in NFL. You know, it's, it's been happening in, over the weekend with playoffs, right? Teams not having their, their main stars. It's going to happen. But, hey, do we want to see hockey go into August? We, we just saw it. But, hey, it's, you know, Canadians everywhere all over the world loves, loves their hockey. So we're going to watch it as much as we can. So it is what it is, and, and the NHL is going to put the right precautions into place to make sure the game safely played. Oh, definitely. Everything will be definitely, you know, above board and safe and everything like that. It's just the fact you look at it, it just it's so truncated of a, a, a season here that you don't have all the time in the world to, to make updates and to fix things and, you know, to have the runway that the NFL or the MLB had, for that matter, uh, to fix everything that you want and get everything in the way that you want it. So, I don't know. I, I want to see how it works out. I do believe that the, the Canadian division will be a division that is uh, one that's able to go on with a I'd say limited hiccups only because of the restrictions and things we do have here in Canada and the testing and everything that goes into place to allow these guys to play. It's not as uh, open or free range as uh, the States is, but uh, you know, we will find out, we'll find out what happens. Uh, You know, I want to start off with this because obviously it's the big hot topic right now. And a lot of people throwing around that they shouldn't be playing at all because you know, it's putting a tax on the, the healthcare system and putting unnecessary people at risk and et cetera, et cetera. And I mean, if everything's in place for testing and everything's in place for everyone to be safe and ready to go, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I go to the grocery store and I don't get tested every time I go to the grocery store, or, you know, and for my job, I'm in and out of hospitals and ambulance bays and, you know, you name it, universities that are working on this disease, you know, so I'm just as likely to contract as anyone, but I'm not being tested rigorously like these players are to make sure that they're safe and not passing it around the communities they live in or the families that they have. So I think the NHL is doing it the right way. Um, is it going to cost them a buttload of money? Probably. But that's why you're seeing labels and brands stapled to everything that's got a thing that's not nailed down. So I don't know. It's going to be an interesting year to watch this all shake out, but I can't wait to see it happen. Absolutely. So I want to ask 100%. you guys, I look at this and I, you know, you see this season, you see some guys opting out, some guys... Um, you know, I wouldn't say opted it, retired. Uh, Matt Niskanen in Florida or uh, Philly comes to mind, and then um, one that just happened, and I really want to take a moment on this one because I believe that being with family and and different things like that is very important, and you can't put a price tag on that. You can't put a a luxury item on that. Uh, Corey Crawford obviously hanging up the skates after signing that two-year deal with the New Jersey Devils. Uh, a lot of money left on the table, but sometimes money isn't everything, and I think we all come to learn that at points in life. Uh, I want to do a tip of the cap to Corey Crawford. Obviously, helped Chicago with a couple Stanley Cups. Um, you know, one of the winningest goaltenders for his amount of play. If you look at his statistics, um, some people pointing out better numbers than Carey Price uh, in that time frame. So, tip of the cap to Crow. I mean, obviously, not a leaf or anything like that. But when you see a guy kind of going out in his own terms and wanting to be uh, rumored to be with family. And that's what it is. I, I want to say, you know, as a dad, and Kyle, you could, you could speak to this, probably you too, Jamie, as well. You know, you, you like to be around your family, and sometimes maybe it just wears on you as an athlete or even anybody who travels that you don't want to be away anymore. And if you have the opportunity to, to be home, you want to be home. And I don't know if uh, I'm alone in that, but yeah. I definitely think that I'd rather be home more than away. No, 100%. I, I, and yeah, you, you nailed it. I mean, 
think of it on a normal year. These guys are gone, uh, you know, for however many days, weeks at a time on the road. So I, on a regular year when you're allowed to travel back and forth and do what you want to do and, you know, you get your off days, you can fly home or whatever the, whatever the case may be, you're not going to get that luxury this year, especially with the condensed schedule and, and you know what I mean? So for, 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 for players, like it's, it's a big, it's a big sacrifice. I'm not going to lie. I got even, even us going to work as normal people, like, you know what I mean? You spend more time at work than you do with your family. So when you're practicing, when you're traveling and when you're playing, well, there's not much time for family and especially, especially with these uncertain times. I mean, you can't fault anybody for wanting to be close to their loved ones. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen. I, I'm I'm someone who who's had COVID hit his family uh, pretty hard. My mom was in the hospital. Like I know what it means to you know to to have those scares. So to not want to have to you know worry about contracting it and bringing it back to your loved ones. And I mean, you can't fault anybody. So I mean, to be around family, I'm all for it. Even with Tukaras last year in Boston when he when he did the same thing. I mean, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's family first. I don't care what job you're doing. Your job's going to end at some point. You're not going to work forever at that place. That place is just a place of work. Your family is your family. Your loved ones are your loved ones, and you don't get second chances with them, right? So um, by all means, family first. Think about your health. I mean, hockey's a lovely game. We all love to watch it. We all love the guys that are playing it. But they're people, too. They're humans, too. You know, this is a job to them, too. So at the end of the day, you know, you, you, you got to take it for what it is, and you, you got to you got to do what's best for you and your family. So it is what it is, man. Can't hate. No, you're absolutely right, Kyle. I'm, I've been a Blackhawks fan for quite a while, and I'm a huge Crawford fan. I've got to watch him here, played with Monkey Wildcats in the Q League, and got to see him grow. And man, he he's really at the tail end of his career for ten great years in the NHL, and you know, but it's Blackwood's crease uh, or Redsword, whichever goal they have in New Jersey right now, so really maybe he didn't have much to give. Uh, maybe but then there was a contract, so who knows? And I'll give an example: today, Ochara could have went to the Montreal Canadiens, but his family is staying in Boston. He goes to Washington. He's still in the states, and now he's able to see his family if something happens because he's not in that Canada bubble and they won't have to deal with border issues. So he he stayed in the states to be close to his family in Boston. So hey. Family comes first, and I've got family right now in Ottawa, and I've got family now in Florida. So two two places that are get, getting being hit very hard with COVID. So hey, family does come first, and uh, let's not let's not dig too deep into why he retired. You know, the same thing with Jonathan Tate situation. You know, it's, we don't know what's happening, so just let the families be, and and let the people be with the families at uh, especially during COVID. So, and on another note, I mean, what, what, like, what does Corey Crawford got left to prove? Like, you know what I mean? The he guy put ten years in. With the guy, exactly. He's put ten years he in. He's made playoffs play. runs. He's he's done it. Like, I mean, like, what left do you have to prove? So to just hang around, just to be, you know what I mean? At at the end of the day, I I, I, I don't fault the guy one hundred percent. Like, you know, right now he's a mentor. He would be a mentor towards Mackenzie Black. Yeah, let's not kid ourselves. He's, he's not going to be. Yeah, they're hoping for him to be an all-star. Yeah, they're hoping for him to be an all-star again and get back to those roots. But at the end of the day, he's a veteran who's going to come in. He's going to mold the young goal. He's coming up through the ranks, and he's going to he's going to give them some games. And that and that's what it is. Like let's let's be real here. So uh, you can't fault the guy. No, no, you you can't fault him at all. And like I said, is it more of a tip of the cap than trying to pry or, or figure out what's going on? I just want to tip the cap to Crow. Obviously, we watch those great Chicago teams and. 
great goaltender, great person, um, you know, all, all by all accounts. So really big tip of the cap to Crow. And again, uh, Jamie, you mentioned uh, Giant Taves. Tip of the cap to him too, obviously, whatever he's battling or going through, um, you know, that's personal and he wants to get it figured out. Obviously, yeah. they said they would release whatever is going on when they get to the bottom of it and drill down on it. But uh, give the guy a space, let him be. Obviously, another great player, not only for the Blackhawks, but for Team Canada uh, through the juniors and all the way through the Olympics as well. So tip of the cap to Johnny Tays. But let's switch her up a little bit, boys. Let's talk about a little bit of fun stuff that's going on. And the fun stuff that's going on today, Jamie, you alluded to it about teams setting the rosters. But I don't know if you guys follow Chris Johnson online, but reporter Chris, man, get on that one if you're not following because everybody that is everybody is hitting waivers today, like brand-name players, like right now out of Winnipeg, Spiza, Perot, both on waivers. Here's a couple big names out of Tampa right now, Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson, guys, a big-name player out of Tampa right there, and Luke Shen on waivers, obviously a former first-round pick. And then the Leafs obviously announced a bunch of their players going down, the ones that can be claimed, I do believe, uh, are um, not ones that we're really worried about losing, but obviously players that you still want to see do something with the Maple Leafs down the line. But And then uh, Vancouver sending about six players on waivers, including Sven Barchi and Louis Erickson. So it looks like the Erickson uh, days in Vancouver are over. And, um, you know, Jamie, you said that there might not be teams picking players up because of the border issue and different things. Uh, Florida grabbed Noel Yulson from the Montreal Canadiens already, uh, as well as Forsling from Carolina. So Florida's active. Florida's getting things done. Uh, I don't think it's going to hamper teams. I think teams have got their rosters, you know, in their mind. But if they're able to grab a player or two off the waiver wire and have them sit on the taxi squad or, you know, whatever while they quarantine, you know, and, and then join that taxi squad, I think you're going to see teams pick up players that you don't expect to move. Um, a lot of guys, I think. I think Tyler Johnson, I don't think he clears waivers this time. I think he ends up on a different team. One with some cap space, maybe a Columbus Blue Jackets. But I'm wondering, guys, for you, you look at these things and you look at the uh, the rosters being set and some of these players. <clears throat> would there be a name right now that you see coming across the wire that would surprise you from any team? Uh, Tyler Johnson is the one that jumps off to me, obviously. Productive, does have a high cap hit. Uh, obviously, Tampa trying to shed some cap. But is there anybody that you would see joining these, these waiver wire things that would be like, whoa, all right, well, that's happening. Um, I'll, I'll start off. There's, someone had a great point today, and it was mentioned before the training camp started. You know, Corey Perry being on the taxi squad. Well, in order to be on the taxi squad, you got to be put through waivers. And no way Corey Perry goes through waivers because someone's going to $750,000, someone's going to pick that up like a loony on the ground, man. Like, that's that. Hey, he's on the team. So, you know, Tyler Johnson, does he fit with the Leafs? No. <laughs> so, as far as, like, guys getting put on waivers, you got to realize the type of player it is, the money that they're making, and Greg said it today. He said, you don't see these guys, veterans, being put on waivers to go down the NHL, or, sorry, the AHL. Like, back in the day, Mike Keane went down and played the AHL. He's a long-time NHL. You don't, you're not going to see that now because it's, the monies and the, I know there's four to six players have to go on a taxi squad. It's tough. You don't and you don't want to see low end AHL players being put on your taxi squad. So the teams right now have a lot to think about 
regards to who they put on the squad, who they put down on waivers, and, you know, GM's got a lot, a lot of work to do by the end of tomorrow to finalize their rosters. And look at today, Engvall and Lundgren got put uh, put on waivers. And then you look online, like, wow, Lundgren over Marincin? Don't even get me started on why. Well, no, 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 no. still have uh, Marincin. So, uh, hey, like the, the Leafs don't have yeah, Marincin. Yeah. I think you're, you're you're off base on that one. We'll touch on that in a minute. Uh, Marincin, Marty McPinkin oh, okay. is not there. Yeah, Marincin's oh, down I, on the I, AHL. I thought, oh, Mar- either, okay. I, I'm looking at some news today, and that's probably like why it's not good to, to look at other uh, networks and say, hey, Lilligan over Merchant. I'm just looking at what I'm reading, but thanks for clearing that up. Yeah, Marty, uh, I'll, I'll get it up here in a second. I'll pull up uh, okay. Elliot Friedman's Perfect. tweet. Okay. Perfect. This is uh, this is my realm here there, folks. I, I love looking at this stuff. Um, another one, obviously, if you want to follow who's getting dropped and who's getting picked up, uh, give me one second here, boys. I will tell you exactly what happened here with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Da-da-da-da-da. Shake a bone, shake a bone. This is great podcast, by the way. This is the way this is, this is top-notch podcasting. This is way here. This is filler dance. Just do filler dance. Do you the intro or the, the, the segment music? <laughs> da, 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 da. Let's, let's, oh, wait, wait. Let's talk about Robertson's shot on Saturday. Holy crap, that was a Howard. Oh, I thought, I thought Brian McCabe was back. I, I didn't know he... No, we'll get into the game of the yeah the blue and white game here in a we minute. Will, we will. We'll dabble, but I got the uh, the tweet up here. This is from Kristen Shilton, another great follow for uh, Leafs fans out there. Uh, so here it is: the following players have been loaned to the Toronto Marlies or placed on waivers for the purposes of being loaned to the Marlies: Kenny Augustino, Joey Anderson, Justin Brazo, Rourke, Chartier, Pierre Engvall, Tyler Gaudet, Mac Hollowell, Michael Hutchinson, Timu Kivihalvi. Uh, Timothy Lilligren, Martin Marinson, Nick Batan, Callie Rosen, and Scotty, what's your name, Sabrin? So, so oh, there yeah, you go, there you go, Jamie. You can, you can breathe a sigh of relief. Marty McFly is not on the Leafs or on the taxi squad. Uh, if you want, Offside did just post out the uh, the remaining roster for the Toronto Maple Leafs, so that is up there on the Offside page. You guys want to quickly check that out, or of course you can mosey on over to the Toronto Maple Leafs and see their thing as well. But uh, yeah, it looks like Rasmus Sandin, uh, Justin Hall, Dermot, Trav- uh, Dermot, Riley, Muzzin, Brody, Bogosian, and Lettinen, and then three goaltenders, Anderson, Campbell, Dell, and your forwards if you're looking for surprises for Taxi Squad. Uh, obviously you still have Robertson, which Terry Koshin says no. Travis Boyd has made the break. Uh, Adam Brooks. Uh, Babar is on there too, so it looked like a few uh, a few of those Marley guys will be there. So I like, I I just want to say, what did you call Oh, you should have seen me butcher it on Friday with Terry Koshin. But he looked like a guy trying to make an NHL team. Like, did you see him getting into it in front of the net? And thought, like, my word, that guy. I, I wasn't sure what to think of him, but uh, he he's got some grit. So I like it. I, I think I think he can. Oh play. man. Well, let, you know what? Let's dive into this now. Let's dive into to Saturday night, obviously, because uh, we're, yeah. we're 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 beating around the bush here. So obviously, we want to take a a moment here and say. 
I don't know about you guys, but I got the nostalgia. I got the feels listening to Joe Bowen on the TV calling the Maple Leafs game. That was the coup de gras, baby. The coup de gras all weekend long. Very excited about that. But you look at what was going on, and we knew it was going to be loose. And I said this in the the prediction season video, if you guys caught it. I said, you know, don't focus on the goaltenders tonight because they're not going to be, you know, making 10 bell saves every which way and right. They'll, They'll make a few to make you know that they're there, but... It's it's more about the lines gelling together and seeing what the the forward group and the decor can do and I I really like what I saw out of Matthews Marner and Thornton I want to throw that out there I like yeah. the fact yeah. that I, I like the fact that uh, you know Joe Thornton went after Sheldon Keefe and gave him some crap Kristen Shelton said about not putting him out there every single ship with Matthews and Marner so we already know that that's not going to be a thing that he's not going to be out there every single time with those two. But uh, he was giving the heat to the coach, and the coach obviously was giving it back. I want to say one thing about the taxi squad before we talk about the game. There was a player singled out by Sheldon Keefe, and uh, I was like, wow, like looking at the comments. I don't know if you guys seen this yet, but uh, Sheldon Keefe was talking about Pierre Ingwall, and he said he expects more from Pierre, and he said, you know, yeah, I know he scored a goal on Saturday night, but it's been about a year since he scored his last one. So when your coach is counting when the last time you've scored and he expects more out of you, that's not a good well, thing. And, and you got, and you yeah. got to remember, like I mean, Keith's Keith seen a lot of Engvall, and he's been a a big part in Engvall's uh, development, you know, coming up through through the Marlies and whatnot. But uh, even me, like I mean, when you got like like for, for instance, like Engvall's a big body, but when you got a guy like Justin Brazo, same same size, but. Brazel was out there doing stuff. Like, you know, Engvall kind of, like, I didn't even know he was out there until he scored that goal. It was just like, you know what I mean? He it's did, complacency. You can, you, can, you, can, you can see where Keith wants a little, and Keith wants him to be up on that NHL squad. Like, I mean, we could use his his, his skating, his puck moving, and, and his size. But, you know, if you're not producing or doing anything, then you got guys like Nick Robertson throwing howitzers at the frickin' net. I mean, at the end of the day, you, you, you want to talk about up. a guy that wanted to be on this team. It wanted to be noticed. Not only that goal, not only that shot. Like I said a a little minute ago, that that was Brian McCabe, Dion Phaneuf, absolutely cannon slap from the point. And he put her in, he buried her bar down, and you hear the post go, when he got that, you know, and the kid wants to be there. He didn't go to the World Juniors. He agreed to stay with the Leafs. He didn't fight it or kick and piss and moan. He wanted to be there. He stayed in Toronto after the bubble did not go back to the States and worked his bag off to get to where he is. So tip of the cap to Nicky Robs. This is the tip of the cap show today, I guess, but he yes, wanted to sir. be a part of this team. He's, he's working hard. He, he was playing pissed off because I'm not going to the world juniors to win a gold medal. He did not win a gold medal with USA. So he's, he was almost like he was playing pissed off on Saturday. Hey, you didn't let me go to the world juniors. Hey, I'm not going to the Marley. I'm going to show you what I can do. I'm going to play wherever you want me to play, and I'm going to pop the goal like, well, hey, Shay Weber, who? The guy took a shot, and, and we were like, wow. That was this a cannon. Deserves, you know, whatever line, put this guy on whatever line. If you see this guy go to the age, hey, they're trying to get Babarinoff. Yeah, try to get him to look and put him on the fourth with Simmons and Fitz. Right? I don't know what you have invested in Babarinoff, but, man, Robertson doesn't play Wednesday and lights up the Montreal Canadiens. Thursday morning is going to be a crapshoot. It's well, going to be like, what the hell did you play this guy for? I'll put it like this, and this is what Terry Koshan, and if you listen to that episode, he said it like four times. He's like, I don't see him being on the taxi squad very much. Is he going to be a regular NHLer every single night? No, because he's got things to learn. 
But here's the thing with Nick Robertson, and Terry pointed this out, and I didn't think about it because I've long thought, hey, and, and Kyle, I think we've had this discussion. You you can only have him only in your top six is the logic that we were having. He's so skilled, he's got to be up with the skill. But Terry was like, well, hold on a second. You put him on that fourth line, he's now getting matched up against fourth line minutes for the other team, and he's playing with an elite passer like Spezza with his offensive gifts. He's going to have time and space to make the moves and feel more confident and be able to chip in a few more points on that fourth line, which you're like, okay, if the third line is going to be your shutdown line, which is what they want Mikheyev and Kerfoot and Hyman to be, then you know you go and you see Nick Robertson with Wayne Simmons who will clear the front of the net for him and then Spezza who will dish him the puck. That might work. You know, In some games where yep. you need to get the extra spark, that might be what you get. But, yeah, it's it's – He's going to get a spot on this team. It's not going to be right out of the gate, I don't think. And sorry to say, Jamie, yeah. I think I think no. Wednesday night's uh, Babaranov will get his chance to be in the opening night roster, but I do see Robertson yeah, coming in. Yeah, and it goes to Robertson's versatility throughout the lineup, too, yeah. right? Like, we got we to gotta remember, he's, he's going to be a guy that you can do that to. You can put him on the top line, put him on the second line, you can put him on the fourth line. You can put him on the PK. Like, he's just going to work, right? So, I mean, at the end of the day, I, like, he's got, like you said, he's got stuff to learn. He's going to have to take some time. I mean, we're not going to see him all all year long. Um, they're, they're still going to watch his seven games, you know, make sure he's not, you know, if he's going to burn the ELC, it's got to be worth his, it's got to be worth putting him in the lineup majority of the time, right? So, um, I mean, great for him he, he he's earned that spot on the taxi squad in my mind i don't see why you wouldn't keep him there and i mean at the end of the day if, if he can if you can slot in on that fourth line and like you said james you can get that you can get those open those, that little bit more open ice and have spets up feeding you the puck heck man the guy can put pucks in the net we, we've seen that so i don't think it's a matter of where it's a it's a matter of best case scenario for him and i think keeping them uh they're managing it well and i think he's going to be big things for us I think the uh, the other thing, too, on the weekend, you look at another new player, uh, not young by any means, 26 years old, and Miko Lettinen coming over. Um, you listen to what Sheldon oh, Keefe was God. saying and the, and the quotes he was saying. Hang on. You look at the quotes that he was saying today, and, uh, you know, he said he's good in what he can do. Um, you know, he's good at what he's used to doing. He's good at what he's familiar with. Um, Keefe did say that the pace of the game did catch up with him, and Lettinen said the exact same thing himself that it wasn't his best game, and the pace is a lot different than what he's used to, but he's going to get used to it. And if you see today in practice, I mean, like I said, boys, I've been up on this today, uh, he has now been demoted down to the bottom pair, and it's Travis Dermott now up in the top six, and uh, Brody is now managing the uh, second power play line minutes where Lettinen was slotted in during the blue and white game and during the practices so far. So that's an indication of what the staff thinks of him. Um, it's not a knock against him. It just means he needs to get more adjusted. And maybe in an open and night game where your jitters are going to be a little bit more high, you don't want him out there and you, you want him to get his best foot forward maybe a Saturday night against, I wouldn't say a weaker opponent because Ottawa's still strong, but um, you know an opponent on a Saturday night that you're already into the season a game now and you can start to swap in and out and see what you have. Yeah, I, I just want to say, man, for one guy I really wanted to to watch and see how he did in an NHL game and, and, and with NHL players, my, my, did he not disappoint. I mean, I was uh, I was a big Lettinen fan the other night, and, uh, I mean, he looks like he's ready. I mean, he looks like he's going to he, – he can slot in on that power play spot. He's He looks like he, he's, he's comfortable. He didn't look like he was out of place. And, 
the smaller ice surface definitely definitely didn't bother him too much. So uh, I'm excited to see what he can do for sure. What do you think, Jamie? What'd you I, say to him? Oh, where do I begin? <laughs> it was like I watched Gladiator and Muscle Crow was in the middle of the stage and, and everyone went nuts. Like, wow, where was this? Where has this been in 15 years? Like, and I and I, I strongly I, I I won't go, okay I won't go down this that path. But you know what, what we've seen in 15 years, 20 years, however long we've watched the lease. I really hope. I know 2016 we had murder and Matthews came up and. Nylander played unbelievable on Saturday. Um, we, we could go down the list on who played well and and the noise coming from that game. Yeah, maybe Thornton played like he was 60, and maybe Spencer played like he was 60. You know, that's the problem with league playing. Like, we just got to be patient. We just, you just can't. Yeah, maybe down the road, Sheldon Keith is a genius, and and he plays Robertson right. Lettman, I I think. My memory serves me correctly. I think Brody and Riley played together on Saturday. I think Lettinen maybe may okay. I think Lettinen may play better with Riley. That's just my opinion on the two pairings. And the, uh, Hall go, gets inserted. It's, it's going to be very interesting what comes out of all of. The, you're not, you're not uh, taking Brody away from Riley. No, but, you're uh, not. I, I, I'm just I'm just kind of weighing what I've kind of seen through the experts in the last two hours of you know watching social media, maybe uh, letting him go with Riley, but uh, you know look and look at I know McDavid is not as good as Robertson, but look at look at McDavid, Rakasian, and Nuge. You know Robertson has maybe Robertson needs to be with Joe Thorpe, passing the puck, nurture him a little bit while on the ice. I don't I don't know it's it's not my job to put the lines together by Wednesday night, but I hopefully they get it right, and we see a really good stretch with these leads, and it's, I'm not going to get into predictions, but Toronto will be a good regular season game, our team, but then come playoff time, they're probably going to fail. Montreal's going to be, Montreal's going to, Montreal's going to be the, the worst regular season team, but really excel in the playoffs. But I want, I obviously want a really good season, and a really, really good playoff. So hey, it's it's not. It's not going to matter who you listen to, and you can't go on Facebook. You can't look at these social media platforms and say, "Well, okay," because really, at the end of the day, the experts, the people that you know, are at the practices or they're watching, they get paid to cover the lease. Those are the real people you got to listen to. And I'll tell you right now. Don't. I'll tell you right now. During this entire show, where do you think I'm getting all my information from? I'm emailing. <laughs> I'm emailing back and forth with Terry yeah. Koshan, who's at practice yeah. right now. Yeah. So we're yeah, we're getting yeah, a little yeah. bit of firsthand like, information. So we got that inside tip, everybody. Team yeah. outside all day. <laughs> yeah. I'm not back to Leafs Nation Facebook page because maybe I hope there's a lot of viewers on that Facebook page that listen to us, and that's some of our viewers. But that's you. You can't get your information off that page and thinking this guy should be here. Joe Thornton played like a he had cement bricks on his butt. Like, it's it is the way it is. Toronto's <laughs> the Toronto guys are the bus for a lot, a lot of years, and man, you just gotta stay positive, listen to the experts, and and, and I really hope they nurture Robertson the right way. And Marner's been playing awesome, and Matthews is playing awesome. So they've done really well since that 2016 draft. So listen, and I want to say something to your whole. Very well on the weekend. I want to I want to say your whole Leafs on the the power play or not power play in the postseason thing. 
I think the Leafs will be just fine in the postseason. I think for yep. once we finally actually have defensive defensive depth. We have forward depth. We have goaltending depth. So Freddie will probably be ready to go. But we talked about this, and we're going to talk about this now. I'm going to throw this out there. The Montreal Canadiens, okay? And, I, and my father-in-law and everybody Corey I know Perry. is, is <laughs> Montreal Canadiens fans. But listen to this. You know, it's great to look at your team. And we've done this, and Jamie, I said this to you in the DM yesterday. We've done this at least fans forever. You look at the team on paper, and you get so excited, but it needs to hit the ice. And here's the other problem with the Montreal Canadiens, and I'll put this right out there. What is their core? Sit down and think about that before you even sign these other players you brought in. What is their core? Is it Gallagher? Is it Drouin? Is it Weber? Is it Price? Is that it? What else? Is it Petrie? What is your core? What is your superstar core? What What is bringing you through? What is something you say, I cannot move this player? Because Max Domi was apparently one of those last year. He's no longer there. So then you went and yeah. added all these people. You went and added a Toffoli. You went and added in an Anderson. You went and added in a um, Edmiston on your defense. Because your core, you don't have a solid core. You're trying to add players yeah. to it from the outside. Yeah. And you don't have anything internally to make that team be what it is. So for me, it's like watching the Leafs for so long. We kept adding pieces. Exactly. Yeah, adding pieces, exactly. but we didn't have the core. And yes, Suzuki will come and Kakanyemi will come, but are they proven entities yet? No, they're not proven entities. Yes, they stepped up in the bubble. Great. Can they do it for a full season? That's what you need to know. And is Shea Weber's foot going to be good for a whole season? Is Carey Price going to be right between the ears? Who knows? It's all these things that you have to have go right. Is Josh Anderson going to be the player that scored you 27 goals two seasons ago? Or the guy last year that was injured in a shell of himself? Who knows who he's going to be? And Johnny Drouin, he's so hot and so cold that, you know, the only guy you can really count on is Brendan Gallagher. So, I mean, for me, I look at the Montreal Canadiens and I go, no, they may not be this team that everybody thinks they're going to be topping the Canadian division. And I definitely do not think that they're going to be one of the hardest teams in the Canadian division to play in the playoffs. I don't. I just don't because no. it looks like everything on paper. It needs to be and, actually and as, proven. As far as your point, as, as far as your point with the core and everything, I, I, like Suzuki's their number two center this year. They want, they want him to be, you know, they, they're, they're building their core as they, as they speak. But like listening to you, James say, you know, like who's your core? I mean, that was just the identity of Leafs, Leafland for so long. So, um, I mean, we, we, we know it doesn't work, but we also didn't have some of the talent that they have as prospects and as young guys coming up. Um, is that how you build your core? No, I think they should have a core. I think it's going to be a Carey Price defined team this year. Uh, Carey Price is going to have to steal games. Um, they're going to score goals, but they, they're they going to lack, like you said, in, in defensive awareness and, and just overall um, overall, uh, like, you know, experience in the NHL. So, uh, I can't get it wrong. Coach Miami, he's going to be amazing. Um, you know, Suzuki, but you know, you also got to think these guys are going to be playing a lot more minutes. They're going to be playing a lot more tougher competition throughout the season. So, you know, you're, you, you got to be able to, uh, to think about, you know, the possible of a, of a decline in their play and, and, and having to figure out how to play against stiffer competition. So, uh, I agree just, I agree, James. I think Montreal, they're, they're in a bit of trouble. They're not going to be the, the, the big team that they look like they are on paper. Yeah, they got a lot of skill. They have a lot of speed. Um, they're, a little, they're a pain in the ass to play against in the bubble. And, uh, you know, they, they can definitely steal some games. I mean, you have Carey Price. At the end of the day, the guy can show up and put up a donut in no time. So um, definitely, definitely look at Montreal in a couple years. But uh, this year, as far as this year, I, I don't think they have it. So I don't think they'll be too big. Too big of a t- uh, I have one. 
one question. I'm, I'll give, give you an example. Winnipeg, for example, if they don't start till Thursday. They got five games in seven days. Okay? Yeah, it's great. Toronto Maple Leafs play the Oilers four times this month. What is, this is going to be an exciting month. You get to see McDavid four times. It's going to be amazing. But what is, when Toronto, every team is going to go through it. Five, game, five games in seven days, whatever. How long do you see, I know we talked about this, but how, how long do you see that top line playing? Like, do you see Thornton have to play every night? Let's say if they get to the same situation, five games in seven nights. Do we see, Thornton, do we see that top line playing the minute that they should? Like, how long do you see that? I think that's the biggest question in league plan. How long do you actually see Thornton playing with Marner or Matthews? Like, how... What's your guys' take? Like, how, how long do you actually stay Thornton? Well, I, I think he stays line. up there all year. I, I think you know, minus his uh, his maintenance days and whatever, you know, you know, keep watching his minutes and yeah. and whatnot. I, I, man, just from that little bit of a showcase, those those boys were having fun. Like, let's let's talk about Matthews and Marner. Like that first period was, uh, you know, it was it was hectic. Everybody trying to feel each other out, trying to figure out the pace and and, and figure out you know where everybody's going. But that second period. Did, Matthews and Marner just started having fun. Like those guys were they were tossing passes back and forth and they and, and you know, just the smile on their face when Matthews scored and Marner scored and Jumbo just bringing them in for that hug and did you see that tweet about what Joe says every time? Bring it in guys, it's time for a hug. Like, you know, these guys they're gonna have some fun together this year and I think it I think it bodes as well for what Thornton, you know, taking shots at the coach and saying, you know, why wasn't I out there for every shift with him? Like I mean, I think I think it makes I think it makes Thornton feel young again playing with those two, and I mean, just their creativeness and and Thornton just having to be that big body that gets pucks to them. I I think they're going to be a dynamic lineup. I think it's going to be awesome. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Thornton up there a lot this year. And, no, and, no, and, he'll, he'll definitely be up there. And like I said, you know, it's going to be the in-game management of his his time. Yeah, he won't be out right. there every shift. But he will be on that line. So, I mean, he won't get every single shift. And that's why you have a guy like Zach Hyman, who's so versatile in your lineup, who can go from that third line up and play with Hyman Marnes for a couple shifts and then back down and then Thornton goes back out. It's going to be that way. You're going to have to make sure you manage these guys' minutes. I don't care how young he feels. He's still 42 (laughs) years old or 43 years old. you you got to take it back a bit. I mean, I'm only 34, but, I mean, there's some things I do now that I'm like, whoa, buddy, I don't think I can do that no more. i got to calm that down I, I can't be climbing up that tree and jumping down you know the old knees ain't gonna Come take on. her but you know what i mean like the in-game minutes will be managed by sheldon keith and you know that same thing for spezza and same thing for simmer those things will be all managed but i mean that's why we have a, a very young lineup i mean you look at the lineup outside of those guys that we're talking about regularly right now like a spezza like a thornton like a simmons or a bogosian everybody else is relatively younger you know, Joe Thornton, obviously, or not Joe Thornton, or John Tavares and Jake Muzzin, obviously, in their 30s. But, I mean, they're not in the same ilk as the other guys, 35, 36. Uh, even Bogosian, I mean, he's only 32, I think he is. So, I mean, he's not not exactly that old. But you you look at these players that we're talking about, and they'll be managed, managed or maintenance days or whatever you want to call it. And here's another thing that nobody's talking about for this season, boys. There's not going to be much practice. 
There's so nope. many games. There's not going to be the opportunity to have practice. Your practices are going to basically be your freaking games. So you got mistakes. Well, the, you're going to iron your morning them out. Skate, your morning skates are going to be your practices. You know, you're not going to get those. Uh, uh, I think you see a lot of guys things. not having to do those. To be honest with you, I see. I see a lot of them telling uh, of Thornton and them not doing it. It's gonna be, yeah, it's gonna yeah, be a lot no, of. And I, like those guys, I, I can believe that. Like you know, veteran guys, guys like Thornton, they're not. But, I mean, you're going to see a lot of guys want it. I think it'll be more of those optional skates like they used to have, you know, morning yeah, optional skates. I think you'll get a lot of guys that'll want it just to get their legs going and, and keep moving because, I mean, when you're playing that many games, you don't want to seize up. You don't want to, you know what I mean? Especially starting, you're going to have to get out there and shake that rust off every once in a while. Bogo's <laughs> uh, 30 years old. Just, 30? Okay. Uh, hopped on the hockey DB and Bogo is 30 years. Hey, I, I just want to say, it was weird seeing two beards out there on the ice. Well, three beards when Thornton got out there. Let me just say, like, I was like, is that Muffin? Oh, wait, that's Joe Thornton. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's so many beards on our team, I can't keep up. Boy. You know what? I'm I very, I like Marner, the beard. I think the way Marner skates, he's going to blow right by Thornton. And after Thornton passes Marner the puck, Marner's going to blow by him and Listen, the rumor has it that Joe Thornton was reunited with this clump of hair that Nazem Kadri pulled out. He was, yeah. They gave it back to him when he signed. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> did, you guys, did you guys see the, did you see the, the quarantine house? Man, yep. what would have been a lovely to be a fine. You want to say, I'll, I'll go hang out that quarantine house any day. And they couldn't make food? There, and uh, Nylander was like, look at this. The girlfriend's like, what's with all the hair? Well, it's, it's the sweetest thing. It's whatever. I'm not going to get into that. But uh, well, what, a, what a man. Imagine being a fly in a wall in that house. And Neeland was like, well, we didn't really cook that well for two weeks. Uh, and I said, I'm, I'm going to tweet it out. But I, I shut Twitter down over the weekend for obvious reasons. I was on vacation. But I was going to tweet it out. Hey, Neelander, did you hear of a, a thing called Skip the Dishes? They could have had Skip the Dishes show up, right? Like it, I just thought that was Oh, cool I'm sure, I'm sure they were well taken care there. of by the Maple Leafs. <laughs> Yeah, well taken yeah. care of. But there's a couple things, ladies and gentlemen, that we want to get out here. And uh, I'm going to break this to you guys here just so that way we have it. Uh, we're going to have some fun this season, obviously. Something we used to do on this show back in its original iteration was uh, we did our own three stars, three players of the week, and we had a, uh, a warrior of the week as well. So we're going to bring those in. Yeah. Um, so we're going to do those on Mondays. That's going to be a Monday thing. So the Monday show, we'll talk about the least from the week, what has happened, what has gone on. Each of us will pick a three-star. We'll bandy it about, have some fun with it, pick a warrior. Um, we'll go from there. Obviously, we'll ask for your guys' input. You guys can put it out there, who your warrior or three-stars are. We'll incorporate a sponsor to it. We're looking at one right now. And then, of course, there's going to be some giveaways around that too. So big things coming <laughs> for the offside crew. But obviously, we got puck drop on Wednesday night. Stay tuned for the prediction season video. We got the OI dropping on Wednesday. We're back on Friday. Um, obviously great guests coming along as well. So boys, it's always good to crack on about some hockey feeling, uh, feeling a little revitalized. I don't know if you guys noticed the, uh, the flow is back in the voice. So let's get her rocking. Uh, Wednesday is going to be fun, but, uh, check out prediction season, check out the OI, make sure you're following Mr. Outridge and Mr. Anesty. And this is offside hockey talk where hockey comes to talk. <laughs>